Save big during O'Reilly Auto Parts Power Torque Tools DIY Day Sale with great deals on socket sets, wrenches, and more. If you're a do-it-yourselfer, you need the right tools for the job, and this is your opportunity. Right now, a 57-piece quarter-inch drive ratchet, socket, and bit set is just $24.99, plus double O rewards points, which means you'll get your next reward even faster. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts. Better prices every day. Back out to the Progressive Insurance Hotline. Progressive, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. And uh, let's get back to the uh, one of the great actors of all time, one of the great speakers and an NBA expert, of course, and one of the great players of all time as well in basketball history. It's the great Bill Horenda. What's up, Bill? Dave, listen, I think I've tweeted this before that you have to pay attention to three-point differential all the time. Just like your significant other, just not on Valentine's Day, you've got to pay attention to three-point differential at all times. And listen, I love your hyperbole. I, I really don't think I can live up to it. And speaking of my playing days at St. Peter's Prep in Jersey City and at UMass Lowell, now members of the, uh, of the uh, American East Conference, it's like the great Connie Hawkins said, the older we get, the better we are. <laughs> well, and I'm I'm living proof of that. But when I retire from radio, I'm gonna I'll have a whole stack of Marconi awards and all the stuff I never won. I will be claiming that I won. <laughs> That's gonna be way, way, way down the road, David. And we need you now more than ever due to the dearth of uh, live sporting events. And oh. you know, it's funny how like I'm sure we all have friends like my buddy from Jersey. Uh, Tommy Parker, 79th Street and Kennedy Boulevard, where we grew up. You know, the worst days of the year for him are the days right around the All-Star game uh, in baseball when there's nothing going on. And now we've got that in this surreal time. And, you know, when we spoke about it the other night, it, it like, didn't really set in, maybe. And now it's, it's really hitting home uh, with the CBC saying it's going to be eight weeks uh, before we have any more large gatherings. This is unprecedented, uh, uh, I'm sure, in our lifetime. It's amazing, really. Well, this is the time you really need to have other interests uh, to, to, to do four-hour shows every night with no sports going on uh, and, and be, be conversant on a lot of different topics and tell a lot of jokes, uh, Producer Bill, because the, what, we, we've never seen a time like this in Sports Talk Radio. No, no, and uh, it, it is, Dave. It's amazing, and I think... Uh, you know, it's like anything else. We love sports because it's such a great escape. Uh, it, it galvanizes uh, people and brings them together from different walks of life. It becomes that kind of common bond that maybe you wouldn't uh, ordinarily be in touch with people or, or you just wouldn't you know, necessarily be uh, uh, together with people from all walks of life. It's, that's one of the beauties of it. And to have that now uh, be delayed and postponed, you know, maybe it's a time to reflect on, uh, you, you know, what what's really important in life. And I, I think that, you know, it wasn't Phil Jackson who had the quote uh, that, you know, life is, I'm going to butcher it now, but his point was that uh, life is bigger than basketball, but basketball is bigger than basketball. If if, you, if 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 I haven't butchered it too much, you know that there's more yes. to it than just sports uh, that underlies underlies it all for us. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 definitely unprecedented, a real amazing time. 
Hey, are you a married man, Bill? I've never asked you this question. I am, Dave. Can you believe that? I, I should have been a college recruiter like my brother, <laughs> who's the head coach at FDU, because uh, I did quite well, and I'm married to the former uh, Mary Ellen O'Brien. And I told friends, uh, when, I, when I started courting her, I said, really, uh, the ones who hadn't met her yet, I said, she's beautiful. She has these blue eyes that are they're like Meg's batting helmets at a night game. So <laughs> talk about how sports you know, just cuts through all facets of life. That was my one of my major descriptions. Well, the reason I asked that is because, you know, with the self-quarantine and all this stuff, uh, I'm surprised she hasn't ordered you out of the house yet. You must be driving her crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it, it is uh, uh, a fact of life, Dave, that uh, – She's had enough of me. <laughs> and you know what? I'm good. I'm really good in small doses. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, but yeah, I think the, you and your audience can attest to that. You know, that line you used, uh, your eyes are as beautiful as a Mets batting helmet. Uh, that, that, boy, I've never heard that one before, a line on a woman. <laughs> well, you know what? We may see that make a comeback now. I, I think it was pretty unique, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, but maybe some Mets fans will, uh, will, will, will adopt it. Will adopt it. Now, now, remember, you got to make sure that uh, your significant other has blue eyes. You, you can kind of stretch it, but let, let's not forget that. Yeah, most so, of us hey, don't. Who am I, Dave? I, I... I'm saying most of us oh, don't know. Dave, Even if you've been married a long, you have no idea what color your wife's eyes are, if you're a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's small details, small details. <laughs> but uh, but it, it is one of these things, Dave, where, listen, uh, you know, for me, this is a good example, right? We're, we're talking beyond the game, beyond sports. But far be it for me to be giving advice on anything uh, beyond basketball. Some would think that's even suspect. But to be giving love advice, now this is really, uh, this is really good radio, I'm sure. <laughs> well, you know what I am, Bill, and, and I freely admit this. I'm an idiot savant, if you know what that is. You know, like a... Like sometimes you'll find a kid who's uh, who might be mentally challenged and and he's deaf and blind and can't speak or anything and uh, never said a word in his life and he walks up to the piano and plays a concerto for the first time. That's I'm an idiot savant, uh, Bill Horenda, because uh, the only thing I'm good at here, I get in front of a microphone, I get in front of a radio, I can do a sports talk show. I'm really good at it. Any other job I've ever had in my life, I was fired within two weeks. I'm totally incompetent to do anything else in life. Well, you know what, David, is good that you, along with, uh, you have found your calling, which is a great thing, and we're all better for it. We're all better for it. I'm a little worried right now, too. You know, it's uh, one of those things, too, where uh, I've had some auditions that have been uh, postponed and pushed oh. back, and, uh, and and it's the ripple effect of, of everything. But I, I, I think, you know, number one, first and foremost, our hearts go out to anyone who's been affected by this and, and the tragic loss of life. And, we, you know, we just take it one day at a time, and, and hopefully, uh, collectively, we can get through this as safely and as swiftly as possible with minimal, uh, with, with minimal interruption. So, you know, we almost have to just take a, uh, a deep breath and, and, and just kind of be patient and roll with it because, you know, it's not everything gets done on our time frame. And, you know, this, I think, is an is a example of that where we have to, uh, you know, we just got to roll with the punches. We have, no other, we have no other choice. Hey, Bill, can you hang on? We can talk a little basketball on the other side. 
Yeah, absolutely. Dave. My pleasure. Uh, the great Bill Horenda, the actor, the speaker, the NBA expert, one of the great players of all time. Uh, comparisons to Jerry West back in the day, from what I understand, Pistol Pete Maravich. Bill Horenda for another segment on the other side with Dave Smith here at SB Nation Radio and SBNationRadio.com. This is the Dave Smith Show on SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. From the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Dave Smith. All right, let's get back out to the Progressive Insurance Hotline right now. Progressive, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com today. The great Bill Horenda talking NBA and his acting career and his speaking career and the jack of all trades. And I wouldn't call him an idiot savant like me, but maybe he is. So let's bring him back here. What's up, Bill? Thanks for hanging on with us. Absolutely, Dave. My, my pleasure. I'm not sure that uh, uh, that I can match your uh, wit and uh, diverse talent, but uh, for, you know, I like to uh, refer to myself sometimes as a coaching consigliere. Uh, and, and you know how it goes, Dave. I like to text my buddies that are coaches when things are, are rough. You know what I mean? Success uh, has a thousand fathers, but failure is an orphan. So I like to be that text when guys are, are struggling. I think that uh, sometimes you know, carries a little bit more weight and lets people know you're with them. You yeah, I told you, Bill, I was a high school basketball coach back in the day, and uh, I was the coach at Canoga Park High School out in the San Fernando Valley. My first year there, Bill Horenda, 23-2, and two, we went to the city championship game and we played in the sports arena for the city championship. And I said to myself, Bill, boy, I'm a genius. Everything I do works, and uh, I'm going to go on. I'm going to be college coach, then an NBA coach. I'm one of the great coaches of all time. Now, I had, a, I had great talent I inherited. The next year, all my seniors graduated, Bill, and we went to three and twenty the next season. And I said to my, I started thinking seriously about radio after that. Oh, that's funny, Dave. You went from a hero to a, to a bum. Yep. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's, it, talent is obviously key at any level. You know, it's kind of interesting where Judy Brown will point to high school and college, and while talent is paramount, he says, you know. Uh, the coaches win a lot of games at that level. So uh, don't don't uh, beat yourself up too much. But at the pro level, it's the players uh, that win win that win games. And uh, it's just kind of an interesting d- dynamic uh, to you know learn and, and listen to folks like UB Brown and their perspective on uh, you know the game at the high school and collegiate level in comparison uh, to the NBA. Well, the NBA, uh, um, the optimistic return they're talking about now mid-June, I was reading today, to, to bring the NBA back. And, and they're not just going to start the playoffs in mid-June, Bill, because that wouldn't be fair to teams fighting for the playoff position and home court advantage right now. They're, they're going to pick up the season where it left off, play the last 17. And then, uh, I guess, what late mid-late August, we'd have the finals. And I'm fine with that. I think that would be a lot of fun. It wouldn't bother me at all to play the finals that late. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know what I immediately thought of was how does this change the impact of the draft and free agency and, you know, obviously like the whole cycle of summer league and what have you, 
I thought of, of that too, Dave. You know, I mean, just from the standpoint that, you know, we've talked about this before. The only four ways to get better in the league, the draft, free agency, trades, and skill development. So this is, it would be really interesting to see how this plays out with the draft and free agency uh, and also having the season conclude with a champion, uh, which would be something that I think we would all uh, really cherish and appreciate even more through the uh, through the difficulties that we're that we're working through. But I agree with you. I think it would be fair to play out the games and and the playoffs. And and again, right, the question remains: Will this be in front of fans, or you know, maybe at some point, yes, maybe initially, no. Well, I just have to wait and see. You know, it gives me uh, a lot of hope here for the future, Bill Horrendi, is that uh, the Chinese basketball, the professional league there, they took nine weeks off because of the coronavirus, and it was a, it's a lot more serious over there and a lot more people contaminated and a lot more deaths, but they're starting to play again. They think this thing's kind of leveled off, and actually the, the numbers are going down So after nine weeks off. So that, that gives me hope, you know, and I, I would think everybody would agree. We've got a better medical system here and doctors and scientists, and we're working on this thing 24-7. Now, I, I, I think... By mid-June, yes, we are going to be back playing NBA basketball. Yeah, and, and you know what? I, I I agree. I agree with you, David. I, I think, you know, obviously, uh, you know, said this before, too, full disclosure, you know, not being an epidemiologist, infectious disease doc, or a medical doctor, or what have you, but I, I think that could be a good uh, parallel to look at, and uh you know, that's that's what we're all hoping for. Is just within that type of time frame, uh, if not sooner, that we're that we're back in business to, to some degree. But but I think you're right. I think it's good to have uh, you know hope and optimism and, and to look at, at China as a, as, a, as an example. And hopefully, we'll be uh, we'll, we'll be as resilient in, in a similar type time frame, if not sooner. You know, it's funny, Bill. I was thinking about today. Uh, you know, ten years ago, I was doing local. Sports Talk Radio in Los Angeles, and I'm sure you can remember where you were exactly 10 years ago. And uh, back then we had the swine flu going on, and that was, you know, and we don't know what the future is for coronavirus here, but the swine flu at this point was far, far worse than what a coronavirus is now. We already had 1,000 deaths in the United States when 15,000 people died from that, 500,000 people worldwide. And I just don't remember any panic or canceling games or, you know, games with no fans in the stands. Uh, It's funny how uh, when you look back at that 10 years ago, none of this was going on. Yeah, yeah. I I have, like, you know, uh, just a vague recollection of that. And it's just, uh, you know, amazing how this has had an impact systemically throughout uh, American life. And, you're right. I mean, I don't think that there's been anything close to this. Certainly not in my lifetime that I can that I can recall. So, uh, you know, just from 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 that standpoint, we just have to take it one day at a, at a time. You know, I was reading. I've been in I've been in New Orleans for the past ten days, Bill Horrendo, and I'm coming back on a flight tomorrow. But uh, and this whole thing, it's all hit the fan in the ten days that I've been here. Uh, What's it like in L.A. right now? I'm reading online here that uh, they're talking about closing all restaurants and uh, all public places here and uh, runs on on goods and empty supermarket shelves and traffic is clear and nobody's out. Is that the way it is in L.A. right now? Well, you know what, Matt? The, the shelves are empty at certain places, which is really odd. It's a, it's a really odd sensation to, you know, go into a supermarket and – 
you know, most places are without items. Now, some places do have stuff. Uh, it's really a mixed bag. But I don't think the inventory at supermarkets uh, or at the big box stores is, is, is what they usually are. So it is an odd sensation to see that. What do you think, um, if they do come back in mid-June, that would be what April, May, June, three months off here with NBA basketball, uh, are they going to have to have maybe a mini training camp or a couple of exhibition games? Or do you think they're going to go straight into finishing the season at that point? Yeah, so, you know, that's a, a great point. That it's another thing I thought of because what you've got to do, right, is kind of get back to your team activities uh, I would imagine that, yeah, you would have, you know, kind of like a mini uh, training camp, maybe for a couple of days. I don't think that we would see exhibition games uh, only because, you know, the time is compacted to finish the regular season and get to the playoffs. And also, uh, you know, you have the benefit here, of course, of reconvening and reinforcing the things that you reiterated and put in place in training camp. So you know what I mean? It's, it's not as though you, you haven't started the season. You can kind of go back to those building blocks. But that, that's a great question and a great point because that was another thing that I thought of. It's not as if you could just snap your fingers and start again, but you probably would you know, want to have a couple of days just to get guys playing together collectively again get their legs, get their wind, and avoid, you know, as much as you possibly can, any type of injuries uh, because you, you're just, you know, getting back on a dime here and getting after it. So I'd expect, you know, some type of, 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 of time frame uh, leading up to the first uh, game. And, again, this is just my opinion, of course. And, you know, if we are playing the finals in mid to late August, they're going to have to delay the free agency period. They're going to have to delay the draft for after that. And what about next season? I mean, then you're going to right to training camp because the season starts in October. That would give these guys no time off. And I've always been in favor of Bill, and the Atlanta Hawks owner said that this week, and I've been saying it for years, I think the season should start around Christmas anyway, not in October. So you think if they, if they play the finals in late August and delay the draft, the delay free agency, they're not going to make them come right back and start the season in October again, are they? They're going to have to delay the next season. You know, I think that depends. I think it depends. Uh, you know, it, it, there's so much that we don't know moving forward here. Because, for example, if what if they decide that they are just going to go with the playoffs? You know what I'm saying? Like if they yeah, decide, that's different. Okay, we're yeah. just going to – yeah, you know, that may change it, uh, but I, I really don't know. I, I could see a case for, yes, we're going we're gonna to go right back to the season because the guys have had the break now. So, they've, you know what I mean? They've, they've had that break uh, where, you know, you don't normally have it, but there may be a, a, a collective deal of, okay, let's play. And I think from a player's perspective, I would be itching to play because if I play the final 17 and my team doesn't make the playoffs, then there are 14 teams that haven't played that much and they're roaring to get back. And it may be just the teams that go deep in the playoffs that would really want to start around Christmas. So my gut tells me maybe they do just go back and play. Uh, and again, that's just me and my, my you know, perspective and opinion.
Bill Horanda joining Dave Smith here at SB Nation Radio, SB Nation Radio and SB Nation Radio.com. Uh, yeah, that, that will be an interesting dilemma here. Now, if they do come right back and start the playoffs based on what the standings are right now, I would imagine the, the NBA might have to compensate some of these owners who are just a game or two out and are making a run here to try to get to the postseason. Because I, I know Jerry Buss told me 20 years ago, Bill, that every single home playoff game is $5 million profit because they raise ticket prices and all the interest, and it's probably a lot more now, 20 years later. That, that's a huge chunk of change somebody would miss out on if you start the playoffs right away and they don't get a chance to get that number eight or number seven slot. Yeah, 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 no, no doubt. And the that's one of the things that you really have to commend the NBA for is putting people above profits and recognizing how important it was to shut it down. And... I am remiss, Dave, if I leave any players out, but from I, 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 if I'm not mistaken, from Gobert to Kevin Love, uh, you know, and others, Blake Griffin, Giannis, Giannis, yeah, right, Giannis, you know, and, and some of the owners to try to take care of, of folks that are impacted by losing work, uh, you know, uh, workers at, at the respective arenas. So you got to commend them for that as well. Uh, so yeah, the, the economic impact of of everything that's going on is is immense and enormous. Uh, and, and you're right. If Doctor Bus told you that so many years ago, uh, it's got to be exponentially more now. And just uh, uh, you know, an, an incredible loss financially. But again, everyone thinking uh, we talk about it a lot. Player safety being paramount. Now we're all on the same team, and it's about player safety. And we all are playing this game of life and, and just, you know, obviously here trying to do the right thing uh, to get back uh, to get back up to speed. But we got to do it, obviously, the right way. And I would imagine, too, you know, besides the fact of player safety and uh, and worried about the, the spread of the coronavirus, uh, the league has to be concerned about litigation here as well. I, I would imagine 24-7 the owners and the commissioner are, are on the horn or meeting with their lawyers personally because, you know, they say they're not going to have a vaccine maybe for six months to a year minimum. And if somebody gets sick, there's going to be lawsuits like crazy. And the NFL has, I mean, the NBA has to be really, really worried about that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I guess that would be any entity uh, as well uh, would, yes. would have the, the same concerns. So, uh, yeah, and it's, it's, it's just, it, it's really mind-boggling to wrap your mind around this. And uh, so many implications, it's really really incredible so uh you know david it's just you know one of these deals where it's got to take it one day at a time and and uh i think again when we do get back to somewhat uh of nor some bit of normalcy i I think all of us are just going to appreciate things in life all the more and appreciate how special uh everything is including sports and uh and of course basketball well, Bill, before we let you go here, I was taking a poll here, and I'd like to get your answer on this. You know, with the, you know, with the self-quarantine stuff and the husbands and wives all driving each other crazy, being cooped up in the house, uh, what do you think nine months from now, Bill Horenda, you think we'll have more babies born, more divorces, or maybe both with the husbands and wives driving, driving each other crazy? <laughs> well, I would say definitely more, uh, definitely more babies, a very low divorce rate, and uh, yes. my, my hope is that everyone is, is very is very happy, Dave. I'm going to be optimistic on, on this one. 
I had a friend of mine the other day said, you know, I looked to my left with no sports on. I, he said, I'm sitting on the couch. I looked to my left, and I said, who's that? Oh, oh yeah, that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, my good God. stuff, Bill. Thanks for coming on. we got to do this again soon. Always a great guest. Uh, absolutely, Dave. My, my pleasure. Thank you, and uh, wishing all the best to everyone uh, in your audience. The intelligentsia that makes up your audience.